everyone. Welcome to Making Sense of Adolescence brought to you by the Avalon Youth Hub. Each week, we bring together young people from the northern beaches to discuss our mental health experience, perspectives and questions. This week, we're talking to Avalon local and award-winning director, Spencer Frost. At 25 years old, Spencer has made a name for himself as a successful travel, tourism and outdoor filmmaker, working with exciting brands like Red Bull, Audi, BMW and the BBC. But just seven years ago, he was like many of us, about to finish school and wondering what on earth was coming next. We'll be discussing what that transition was like, the friends he made along the way, and the practices he has developed for self-care and professional success. I'm David, 20 and from DY, and I'm joined by... Rachel, 19 from Narrabeen. I'm Astrid, I'm 16 from Avalon. And I'm Spencer. Thanks for the introduction, guys. Sweet. (laughs) It's really good to talk to you. So, Life After School... You've, you've made this awesome movie, A Corner of the Earth. We all watched it. We all really enjoyed it. I mm. mean, just to kick us off, what was that like? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess like in your little intro, you just kind of summarised my last probably 10 years of my life in, in a few seconds. But it sounds awesome, but it took a long time to get there. It's not just like a, a one-way ticket, basically. Um, when I did finish school, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. I was just hanging out and surfing and going to parties and, um, yeah, like everyone really. Everyone's a little bit lost when they're finishing school. I don't think anyone – everyone thinks they know what they want to do but lots of people change and go to university and everything else. But, um, yeah, I was actually a chef, an apprentice chef working at the Newport Arms, which is a uh, pub around the, wor- uh, around the corner. Um, and I was just like basically a dead-end job pretty much. I was just doing it for money and – didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was traveling and um, surfing a little bit competitively. Uh, and then uh, coincidentally, I um, someone bought the pub and fired everyone to rebuild it. So that was my little lucky ticket to stop uh, working in the kitchen and start making films. Yeah, well, um, we saw you did a, um, an article with 180 like a year ago or something. And you mentioned how you'd had many jobs after school and things. I think you said kitchen hand, gardener, barista and a paper boy. And we were just wondering uh, what sort of lessons and experiences that you sort of gained from that that you've carried into your career now in your later life. Yeah, for sure. Like I've, I've done everything pretty much. Um, as you said, I've, yeah, I've been a barista, making coffee. I've been a gardener, delivery boy, pizza delivery. I've worked in surf shops. I've made films, obviously. I've a chef. I've pretty much done almost anything, um, which is good. I've kind of got a little bit of a taste for everything. And, um, yeah, it kind of showed me what I didn't want to do as well. Um, And then also what I did like. Like I still love cooking and I'll still jump on, help some friends make coffee every now and then. Um, But, yeah, it's... um, it's kind of good to, um, I think the lessons you learn doing that stuff, you learn to work hard. You have to work for your money. It's not like mm-hmm. a, not a free handout. And um, obviously, yeah, you just, you meet all kinds of different people in all different industries. Um, and that was some of like the, some of my best friends still today are friends that I've made from working various jobs and mm. yeah. Yeah. Reassuring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Kind of on that point of like friends, right? I mean, obviously you've travelled to a lot of different places, um, probably met a lot of new people, really cool people. How do you kind of manage relationships when there's so much change in your life? What do you do to stay in touch with people? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I do have a lot of friends and that's not even me just talking myself up. I, I do. I've got a lot of good friendships in my life. 
um, from all over the world um, and obviously in our little community of Avalon. Um, I do try and stay in touch with everyone, but as you know, as, as you get older, it gets harder and harder. Um, but I've kind of got a little bit of a rule with friendships. If you know it's a good friendship and you like, you don't see someone for a year and then you catch up with them and you take straight back off where you left off and it's like, you pretty much never left. I try and keep that same kind of thing with most of my friendships. So it doesn't feel like it's so distant when you don't see each other for so long. Um, uh, but then of course, social media is incredible these days. Everyone's putting up Instagram stories and commenting on each other's stuff and, Facebook, obviously, you can message people, FaceTime, you can see people live and catch up. And, um, yeah, I try and I do try hard, but I, I, everyone's just as busy as I am in their own world. So um, I don't hold it against people if they can't catch up with me or vice versa. But, yeah, eventually you see everyone. Yeah. Just in relation to that, what advice would you give the um, Year 12s just finishing school during COVID? Because I know when you finished school, you went travelling and all that, but now it's a bit hard to do that. Well, I think what I've mentioned before is like when you're 18, um, you, yeah, you have no idea what you want to do. And you think you, you, you think you have an idea, but that idea can change 20 times over. I've got friends that are in their 40s and they're still reinventing themselves and changing their careers and lives. Um, advice would I give them I'd say just don't rush into anything I, I, I hate telling people this but don't rush into university if you're not fairly certain if you want to do a course because I have so many really close friends and I love them to death but they just kind of cooked it and went and did a degree and four years of their life and they've gone off and done something in a completely different industry um, and yeah they will never use that degree in their whole life which not saying it's a bad thing not saying it was a waste of time, but it's just like really think about these choices. I think that there's this pressure in our world. I definitely experienced it because my mum is actually a teacher at university. So I was like, I kind of was having the whip cracked on me. Like you should probably go some, study something. You're, yeah, you, you've had a year of traveling and everything else. Um, but yeah, I kind of did one of the harder things when you just don't do what your parents want you to do. Mm-hmm. And I think kids kind of struggle doing that it's like their parents think they have their path set out for their kids um but yeah they were definitely very supportive not saying my parents weren't supportive of what I wanted to do they were amazingly but I they did definitely want me to go study and I basically didn't do any of that (laughs) so yeah um I guess the advice would be just I'm not saying don't go study if you want to study something incredible go and do it um but just check check out your options just like make sure you really have a think about what you want to do and 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 try and have a year off because you're still so Mm -hmm. young when you leave school you don't want to jump straight back into something yeah well for me that's quite topical because I'm just coming up to my last year of school now um and like trying to figure out I I have no idea what I'm gonna do not too stressed at this point but um do you have sort of advice in figuring out where your passion sort of leads you because I know you were saying you know some of your friends in their 30s and 40s still haven't fully settled down into that path like do you have some ways that you think you can sort of help yourself get to that place yeah I think it's it's hard for some people because they genuinely don't know what they really like Mm. um which is same with some friends they're still trying to figure out what they like and I know it's very frustrating for some people because they just you want to um you really want to 
know what you want to do in life and you want that path to start going basically. But um, yeah, I think as hard as it is, you've really just got to kind of search for that thing that gives you joy and passion because there's so many jobs you can do that you're going to make money, but you're just going to be hating it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to kind of find that purpose in some way. And there is pretty much a job doing everything to your purpose, if that makes sense. Mm. Like if you like something, there is a job that you can link that to somewhere. And if you try hard enough, you can get that job. So I'd I'd say like definitely trying to find like something of purpose for yourself Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be just doing a job for for making money for someone else or even just making lots of money. It's not that rewarding. Yeah, no. Yeah. Great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you started your own filmmaking business and what led you to not join someone else's? Um, to be honest, I did. I joined. I did join someone else. I was saying earlier I was working as an apprentice chef um, at a restaurant around the corner and that all, all that work dried up so I was basically forced to do something else and I was already making surf films just of my friends and... Um, yeah, just of I, – I think I was doing some, like, little videos for local cafes and, um, yeah, I – and then there was a company called Big Review TV that started in Newport, which was basically, like, a small uh, – they just made it, like, social media videos for people um, and that was my, like, entry-level job into that world in a kind of bigger way. Um, it was horrible pay. I was working crazy hours, uh, but I was holding a camera and making films. So um, that is um, kind of what I was saying before. That was like my purpose. I really wanted to be like using cameras and editing and that was like a job that I got that I could do that every day. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, learning my skills and travelling around Sydney making these videos for like, yeah, cafes and there was like dog grooming places and nail salons and all these weird little businesses that needed promo videos. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I loved it. As, as much of a rinse it was, it was actually really good. And then from there, probably I, I think I worked there for about six months and just through working there, I just started getting my own clients and doing my own work. And then I think, yeah, six months later, I just started out on my own and yeah, threw myself in the deep end and haven't looked back since. That whole process of making that film in the Arctic, right, there's even a quote at the end which said a lot of things had to go right and, and sometimes they don't. How did you find yourself like navigating those challenges that, that as they came up, right, like what did you do to kind of get over things that s- seemed like they could just like totally stop work or like totally make something just unviable? How do you navigate and how do you find the strength in yourself? to like overcome those challenges? Um, I guess I'm, I've got a pretty good <coughs> uh, sense of like dealing with situations that aren't ideal um, and kind of keeping my cool under stressful situations. Uh, the, the trip obviously up there was just one example of being in like an incredibly harsh environment trying to work and um, make this project. But I've obviously worked in other wild places of the world and um, a bit swimming in the ocean when it's big and uh, dealing with a hundred people on a set and everyone's looking at me. So I just kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's half my personality and I've also just like learnt to, to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, I've also got some pretty amazing like tools and like mental um, 
mental health tools, I guess you'd call them, like dealing with anxiety and stress and everything else, um, which I've learned through just struggling a little bit myself, I guess. I wouldn't even say struggling too much, but just like I have to be able to deal with it because no one wants to deal with someone that's stressing out basically. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, kind yeah. Of. Like, I mean, yeah. it sounded really interesting when you were talking about those tools, right? What yeah. are those tools like? Um, so, uh, well, I learned to meditate when I was probably 20. I did a meditation course with a good friend in Avalon. Um, his name's Marcus Hamill. Uh, and when I learned to meditate, I was like partying and just wild. And just, I, I remember I went and talked to my friend who's a bit like, a, he's kind of a health coach. He's a bit spiritual. And I was like, I'm not going to go learn to meditate. Like that means I have to like stop going out and stop having fun. And I just thought it was this thing that it was like totally not, which is it's got this little, um, yeah, people think it's, well, I thought it was just something like hippies do it and it's just this weird thing, but it's been like a lifesaver for me. And since I started like pretty much, I think like half of my friends do it every single day. And um, yeah, through that I've just kind of realised the benefit of, getting out of your own head and like giving yourself some space. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't be an advocate more for it. It's just amazing. And I think all young kids do it, should do it. I think if I was doing it in high school, I would have been like a superstar. It's like, it's amazing. I, I really, um, I really do, um, yeah, hold it very closely to me. And then through that, I've done a bunch of other kind of similar stuff. I've done a Wim Hof method, which is basically a lot of breathing, um, which we do like with ice baths. So we do cold water immersion, which is sucks, but it's also the best thing ever. Um, and then, yeah, just different yoga and working out and, yeah, there's heaps of different stuff you can do. But I'd say just entry-level stuff would be learn to meditate and then just go for a swim in the ocean. It's like the most amazing thing ever. When would you um, tend to use the ice bath? Like what? when would you feel the need to jump in the cold? Um, it's definitely like a way to like get out of your head because obviously it's freezing. It's like there's ice chunks the size of soccer balls. So it's like you, you, you can't focus on anything but the cold. So I think if it's like, if there's a way to explain it, like if you've got so much going on in your head and you just can't focus on anything, it's just like you've got blurry vision, you're stressing out. If you go into the cold, it just snaps out of it and it's just like, wow, it's cold. But you don't think about what you were thinking about. It's this little hack that's incredible. Like, um, it sucks because it's really cold, but you're just instantly like thinking about the cold. You're not thinking about all your problems. Mm. Um, and then yeah, and then you can go on the rest of your day, and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So yeah, I've, I've introduced. I think I've probably introduced that to probably close to like a hundred people now. Wow. I've got them to come and do it with me, and they've all now they're all doing it, and mm. everyone loves it. Yeah, and then same same thing, an entry level to that is just getting in the cold shower for a minute mm-hmm. instead of having your nice warm shower that you've just associated with comfort and you, you love a warm shower. I love it more than anything. You just turn that tap to cold and you get in for a minute and your whole day will change. I'm really loving the little entry level tips because especially like uh, being a high school student, we uh, like the, like you were saying, with that sort of build-up of everything going on, you just can't think about anything else. Sure. And I, I, I want to meditate and everything. I think a lot of people my age, you know, they know that they want to do these things, but sometimes it just seems too, like, just another thing to think about. But, yeah, that's a great way to put it, just yeah. these sort of simpler tasks. 
And I totally get um, – I've been in exactly the same situation where you're just like that is the last thing that I would want to do. But yeah. I, if I could go back to when I was d- doing my HSC or when I was in high school and do this stuff, it would – it's – oh, yeah, I can't even imagine how good it would be for you. Yeah. But if someone was telling me to do that when I was in high school, I probably wouldn't do it. So someone listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> know that you travel a lot for your work um so how do you maintain that self-care while you're traveling to be honest i don't mm-hmm. which is it's almost impossible to yeah so um i've kind of uh event of uh, as well as that so it's basically my at-home care yeah and same with eating i really eat really healthy at home um i'll definitely have some beers and everything else but when i like my day-to-day life i'm pretty a pretty amazingly healthy to the normal person and I'm happy to claim that um but when I'm traveling I'm not picky I'm not the one person that's getting it only salad vegan dairy Mm. gluten-free everything else I'll just eat whatever people are ordering and whatever people are going but then I make a promise to myself as soon as we're at home we're eating healthy we're meditating we're doing the ice baths we're going surfing we're training yeah yeah, cool. And I force myself to do it because it sucks committing <laughs> to all that stuff. But otherwise I'll just get fat and angry and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you've been to a bunch of different cultures around the world, right? Experienced all kinds of things, met new people. What do you think something that – what is something that you've seen overseas um, that you really liked and you thought we could do more of? This is a really simple one but afternoon naps – a lot of cultures have mm. a little little siesta or an afternoon nap and I mm. think that could be so beneficial for anyone. But it's kind of similar to sit down and keep like 20 minutes to yourself. Every afternoon it would be pretty amazing to see everyone doing that. I think the whole world would change. Mm. And, yeah, I can't really think of anything else but that was a good question. <laughs> Do you find that a lot of people on the northern beaches seem tired or stressed out or when you were in school, was that kind of the case? Yeah, but I do feel like we also live in like one of the most stressful places in the world. Northern beaches is pretty good considering compared to in the city and over that side, but it's still like we are, um, yeah, it's pretty full on here. Mm. And just in Australia and in the world is very full on, but it's also like everyone's got this craziest expectations on the northern beaches like everyone's got to have the good car or do well in school or be looking good or everything else it's just we do have this little like scene up here when i think that's probably why there's a lot of mental health issues as well Mm -hmm. um and there's this whole that social media everyone's trying to be the best which it's unfortunate but um yeah i think yeah it's a hard one to kind of um, explain or even like fix even because it's just where we live and we mm. live in a wealthy part of Sydney and um, that's kind of what comes with wealth is all those fancy things. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone should just not care so much <laughs> as yeah, hard right. as it is to say. Mm. Yeah. Has like social expectations of or at least like what other people think of you really influenced like what you've done or are you more like has this come from who you want to be? And I mean, I guess we touched on that earlier mm. with um, kind of defying maybe your parents' expectations um, and that kind of thing. But what role do you think that kind of social validation plays in yeah. deciding what to do? I feel like definitely when I was growing up and especially when I was in school, there's like you care so much about what everyone thinks. And I know like some people say they don't, but pretty much everyone does. It's just this 
thing that people go through when they're kind of teenagers and getting a bit older um, and it kind of sucks. I think it's yeah. just why it's why everyone like, yeah, it's why there's just people, kids are stressing about the stupidest things. Like I remember I used to like worry about what my hair looked like when I went to school and stuff. I'm like, fuck, looking back, like, that is the <laughs> stupidest thing to worry about. Um, and like, pe- and older people would be like, don't worry about that. And you'd be like, shut up. That's like important. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you just, as you get older, you just kind of learn to not care as much. And just obviously there's still little bits that you just like you care about, but you can definitely cut block out most of the bullshit pretty much and just, yeah, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it's a weird thing when you're younger, you just, it's just this, you care so much. And if you can just, if you could just not care, you'd be like the coolest kid. Because yeah. if you could authentically like really not care, that's just, yeah, that is the coolest. But um, it's easier said than done, obviously, in high school. 100%. Um, but, yeah, as you get older, you stop stop caring. And um, I think everything I've done, I've done pretty much for myself. As I've said, I didn't do what everyone wanted me to do. I kind of took that other path um, and just, yeah, I'm still on that same path. So it works out so far. Yeah, good to hear. Mm. Yeah, well, with that relation to, like, social media and sort of expectations and being really self-conscious about yourself, do you think you have sort of any tips or advice and like for young people about how to balance that impact of social media on your self-image and and that sort of thing yeah that's i'm a i i'll be like totally honest i'm pretty mm-hmm. addicted to social media and i'm happy to say it yeah um and i think it sucks as well because I, I my excuse in my head is i do it for work which i do mm-hmm. probably like 20 <laughs> percent and then the rest is just like scrolling and looking at funny dog videos and yeah. other yeah. stuff like that. So um, I'd say if you can, just delete it. Mm-hmm. Even just delete it for like two days and then get on for a day yeah. and just cut it out. But the same, easier said than done. I've tried to delete it and I've got it in the, again in an hour, just like, oh, yeah. I need to check that message. Um, so, yeah, I think social media is it's the most incredible thing. And it's like the worst thing that mm. they've ever made pretty mm. much. Just, um, yeah, f- obviously for, for my work it's been a game changer. I get mm. a lot of my work through social media. I've gotten some of my bigger jobs through social media. Talking to friends that I haven't seen for 10 years, I can still talk to them on social media and see what they're up to. They're buying a house or got a new job or anything. And then the flip side of that is you're just seeing this highlight reel of everyone's life and you think everyone's ripping and they're all just killing it, but it's just their highlight reel. Like, same as you, they probably look at you and like, oh, they're always doing the coolest stuff. They're always looking so good. But it's just like this weird, like, yeah, highlight reel and you're just looking at everyone's life pretty much on put up on a pedestal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a hard one, social media. It's a love-hate relationship in my life and I think it should be, um, yeah, the more people are using it, the more dangerous it is, I think. And I think social media does have a really big impact in young people, especially going through high school, like what they look like and expectations and all these kind of things. Um, Like you were saying, like with your hair, I think that maybe ties into social media a bit as well. Mm. For sure. Yeah, it sucks. But it's it's just our society now. Everyone's on it. If I think if you don't have it, it's like, oh, you don't even have Instagram? Yeah. 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 But it's like... It, it's so such a strange little thing. It's just an app on a phone that someone just made up and yeah. shows yeah. everyone your life. So 
Yeah, it's mm. hard. Yeah. Mm. So just delete social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll Great. be living the best life. Uh. There's that scene in your film, right, where um, the car, like it won't turn back on after you've gone and tried to shoot some stuff of the Aurora Borealis. Like how do you deal with stuff in your life that just is like, like, just seems like there's no way to recover. Like, you know, if you're stuck out in the middle of the Arctic, like your car won't turn on. Like what do you kind of do to get through a situation like that? Where do you find the strength? Yeah, I think I've, I touched on it before, but I've got this strange personality that I've figured out uh, through having just like the worst luck and also just getting in bad situations. <laughs> and it just doesn't affect me as much as, it should and I've also been with other people and they've kind of been freaking out and like really upset about the situation I'm just kind of kept my cool which is it's a weird trait to have but I've had it in a few different places all around the world um that's a good example in Iceland where our car broke down and wouldn't start and we're in a um yeah basically a severe weather warning and there's a good chance we actually probably would have died if our car didn't start but um yeah I just I just kind of nothing really good happens from stressing i've found and as mm. soon as you start freaking out you just you're never going to come up with a solution so you just got to kind of keep your cool and yeah work on how you're going to get out of those situations um and then also i've had everything bad go wrong so i think it's just an accumulation of bad experiences that's just like oh here we go again like yeah. something bad's happened like i've had yeah getting hurt overseas i've had cameras stolen we've actually had, obviously had the car slide off the road and not start and mm. um, the boats have broken down out to sea and lots of bad stuff has happened and you kind of just have to like almost laugh about it as stupid as the situation mm. is like just have to yeah get on with it <laughs> you yeah. just know it's going to be all right even if it's not going to be all right you just tell yourself it's going to be mm. all right yeah uh, I'm sure that meditation probably helps with yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. But even like I'm not saying you don't even have to relate it to something life-threatening. You can just yeah. kind of bring that even to the smallest little things if mm. you're stressing about like a test or something or your hair at school, as I was saying before, you can just be like, fuck, it's not that big a deal. Like yeah, yeah. Mm. no one really cares. Yeah, you think everyone cares but it's just, yeah, the way it is. I guess one more question before we wrap up. What do you know now that you wish you knew at like 17 or 18? Heaps. Heaps, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much. I think a good one that I tell heaps of my younger friends, like guys that I surf with them stuff, like as much as you don't want to hear it, that HSC is just like it doesn't matter. As Like you really don't need to destroy like your I tried hard in school and I got a really good ATAR and I did well. So not saying don't try hard, but don't think it's like if you fail this, it's your whole life's done because I haven't even seen my exam paper report um, since I did it pretty much. I just put it away and said that was pretty good and then got on with life. So definitely just don't, um, yeah, don't just let it take over your life because there's a whole nother life after school basically. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just... Yeah, find that purpose, do what you want to do in life. It's the most rewarding thing if you're working towards something you want to do. So, yeah. Amazing. Mm. Awesome. All right, Spencer, well, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us and answering our questions. No worries, guys. Thanks, thanks for having thanks, me. Spence. It was awesome. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. This episode raised any issues for you that you'd like to talk about further, or if you need any additional support, you can call the Avalon Youth Hub on 04879 368 75 or contact them through Facebook or Instagram. Thank you.